more of The Handmaid's Tale talk. So this is going to be Season 4, Episode 10, which is the season finale for The Handmaid's Tale. Spoiler warning for those of you who have not seen the Season 4 finale of The Handmaid's Tale, which is Episode 10. Feel free, go watch the episode, come back and watch this video later. But if you have seen it already, or if you don't care about spoilers, welcome to the party. So, Season 4, Episode 10 of The Handmaid's Tale was, I think, a really overall solid payoff to wrap up the season. There's only a couple things I really didn't enjoy about this particular episode, and it was the fact that we didn't get any of Janine and Esther. In the last episode, episode 9, we get a little bit of Janine, a look into Janine and Esther's current situation in Gilead, and I was hoping we'd get a little bit more of that, or at least a nugget of it in episode 10, and we don't get it at all, which honestly is probably pretty fine. It With the overall arc and everything that happened this episode, I think it was appropriate call for that. So what is the main overall arc of this episode anyway? Basically, it is June trying to move on from Fred and Serena. Basically, June is still pretty, she's still kind of looking for vengeance, right? She's still looking to get the inner peace that she is really looking for. She talks to Emily and she's like, I want to move on so badly, but I just can't. So what she does is she decides to just confront the whole situation. She actually goes and sees Fred Waterford in the Canadian prison. She goes and talks to him. I won't go into the full depth of the conversation. Basically, I think what she did but she figured out in this particular case that, yep, her current plan of action is the way. We don't know what her current plan of action is, and you don't really realize that till the end of the episode. But she goes and she decides, no, I've got to do something more than just talk to him. And basically what happens is Fred and Serena a lot of times will... And this is kind of playing off of the conversations from episode 7 or 8. I can't really remember what it was. But basically in that particular episode was where the former aunt came and tried to talk to Emily and June is kind of having this round table with a lot of the people who were freed from Gilead that used to be handmaids or what have you. And she was like, why can't we be furious? Why can't we feed off of that anger and live like that? And it's kind of playing off of that particular point. I guess I'll just kind of say it here. Basically in June's mind, she wants to kill Fred Waterford, or at least that's what's revealed to us by the end of the episode. So. By her visiting Fred and having this conversation and getting more information from him and where his head's at, she's like, yeah, I gotta kill this man. And that's what she does by, by, the, by the time everything's all said and done. But we'll get into that in just a second. So, basically, June is still trying to move on from Fred and Serena. Fred and Serena are actually in the process, as we learn in episode 9, of earning their freedom by testifying against Gilead in court. Basically, to, in order to solidify their freedom, Fred has to travel to... Geneva, Switzerland, I think is where Geneva is located, and basically testify in order to get the rest of the world an advantage over Gilead and understand its inner workings and whatnot. So basically, uh, Fred and Serena, they've been providing more information. Serena, at one point, kind of pulls Agent Twello aside. I know, I finally learned Agent Twello's name after the entire season of just calling him the Canadian agent, so oh, thank goodness for that. But anyways... Um, Fred and Serena kind of get comfortable in that mindset that like, oh, we're about to be free people again to just live in Canada as we please. So Serena actually starts making demands like, oh, like Agent 12 is going to get us out right now. We're going to go find a house right now. We're going to do this, this, and this right now. And it, it get, it's almost on the side of arrogance. Like, oh, this is like a done deal. Everything's set in stone and, and what have you. So 
it was a really interesting perspective from the episode. I'm not really sure why they put that in the episode. It felt a little out of place and unnecessary. But regardless, we got a little bit more of a glimpse into what Serena's thinking and how she feels about the situation overall. But as we learn in episode 9 with all this going on, June is still trying to get her vengeance. She's still really upset with it. And she keeps confiding in Agent Quello to not just let them walk free. She pleads to him, please understand and help me navigate this situation. So finally, Agent Twello agrees. And how did they end up navigating this particular situation? Well, Agent Twello and June actually go ahead and meet Commander Lawrence in Gilead, which was a very jarring moment because I wasn't expecting it overall. But anyways, they decide to have a sit down with Commander Lawrence. And I really enjoyed the scene because of one, the outcome, but also the friendly banter between June and Commander Lawrence is still there. Like, there's a lot of characters in Gilead that you get the sense are just kind of terrible people. And Commander Lawrence on some level is a bad person, but it's like, there's some good in him, you know? It's like the whole Darth Vader thing. You know, Darth Vader is a bad person. He hurt a lot of people, but there was still good in him and he was able to turn it around. And I feel that way about Commander Lawrence as well for a parallel. So it was just really nice to see that particular banter in this episode. But... What was the outcome in this particular case? Commander Lawrence offered in exchange for bringing Fred Waterford back to Gilead so that they could try him, I guess you could say, is exchanging him for 22, uh, I believe it's Martha's, if I'm not mistaken, or that's all the, the people I saw end up leaving at the end of the episode. So they end up getting to strike a deal, basically, without Fred's knowledge at all, mind you. So basically, the trade is agreed where uh, Agent Twello and the Canadian government will bring Fred Waterford to Gilead, and in exchange, Gilead will send 22 Marthas to Canada for freedom. So, the plan's all kind of coming together. You're seeing it go on in the background. Fred and Serena have no idea what's going on yet. We, as the audience, are still kind of left in the dark at this point because we really don't know what's going to happen to Fred after he goes to Gilead. All we know is, hooray, 22 more Marthas get freed and get to live lives in Canada. So, basically, fast forward a little bit. Fred and Serena are having a sit-down together, and Fred is just about to leave for Geneva in order to earn him, his, and his family's freedom. So, he's about to leave. He's talking to Serena, and he was like, can we Zoom before, when I get there? And she's like, and Serena's like, yeah, Fred, we can Zoom. But it's really strange, because it's like, I'd be really curious to see where Serena's head is at in the case with Fred, because... In a lot of the episodes of this season, it seems as though she's not quite all the way there with Fred. In fact, it almost seems like she doesn't even want to be with Fred at all. It, it, it It's almost in his mind, in her mind as if she just wants, you know, she's like done with him. So I'm really curious to see where her head's at with that situation. And she doesn't even really seem like she wants to Zoom him anyway, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, Fred leaves, he's going off to Geneva. But Agent Twello meets him at the door, and he says, well, Fred, you're under my custody now, and basically puts him in the back of a truck, and they drive him to Gilead, and you're like, wow, can you imagine the situation that Fred is feeling right now? Like, he thinks he's about to go to another foreign country in order to get his freedom, and now he's going back to Gilead, like, on on a dime like that. Like, it was just, wow, it was a very jarring moment uh, for all of us, really. It was just a wild turn of events. But anyways, they drive him all the way to the border, all of the Marthas run across to go to Canada. They exchange Fred. And then Nick and Commander Lawrence put Fred into the eyes, I guess you call van, whatever their van is that they use to transport prisoners. And the van, it keeps kind of going. It goes for a while, and they basically go to a wooded area. Nick gets Fred out of the back of this truck and says, 
walk and then he's like fred's like are we even in gilead anymore because i'm assuming they'd probably been driving for a while and has no idea where they are so nick is just taking fred he's walking him through a woods walking with him walking with him punches uh fred in the face walking with him walking with him walking with him and then nick just kind of leaves fred in the middle of the woods and just leaves well who pops out from the shadows but one june osborne and she is about to get her revenge, people. Let me tell you. She goes up to Fred. She has a gun in her right hand and a whistle in her left hand. And she says, choose. And you know, we're just like, oh my god. As an audience member, like, what is he going to do? What is going on? How is June going to get her vengeance? And Fred just says, you're not going to shoot me. And she goes, okay. Takes the whistle, blows it, and then... 20 to 30 other or however many other uh former handmaids marthas whoever that were freed from gilead appear from the shadows and it, you're just like wow they are about to whoop this man's ass and that is exactly what they do basically june says run and fred is just running he's running he falls and june and all of the the other ladies who are free in canada stomp him to, to death basically and that that that's pretty much the end of season four it was it was wild at one point in there june's like biting his neck and like tearing flesh in his ear and he, they get a finger off of his hand like they really go to town on fred and they they basically they, they they kill him they kill him in this wooded area i don't know if it's in canada i don't know if it's in gilead I have to assume it's in Canada because the second they cross the border into Gilead, there's a huge risk for all of them. So I'm assuming that Nick drove Fred back into Canada for this to go down. But anyways, it was like, wow, holy cow. And it, not much really happens in the episode after that. It's just June gets the vengeance that she's looking for. And I think a, lo a lot of the other, uh, all a lot of the other people that were there with June also kind of felt like their own sense of vengeance in that sort of way. So basically the episode kind of, keeps going on for a few more minutes it ends with serena just kind of sitting in the canadian prison just waiting for fred's zoom call which never comes but then it cuts to the mailman of the canadian prison kind of walking around delivering everybody's mail and there is an envelope addressed to serena and they obviously have to inspect every piece of mail just to be sure that nothing contraband's in it well the guy opens up the letter and he finds fred's finger they cut off his finger and mailed it to serena in the Canadian prison or embassy or whatever, I'm just like, whoo, wow, that's a that's that's quite a move. And the fingers nasty, guys, too. It's like you can see the bone sticking. Oh, it's just it, it's gross. But yeah, wow, that's that's some vengeance right there. That really caps it off. And the episode then it cuts to it cuts from Serena to Fred, and basically they found they basically hung Fred on a wall when they were done beating him to death and they got a bag over his head and there's some inscription on the wall that they hung him from i can't remember what exactly the inscription was you'd have to go back in the episode to look but yeah it was quite a grisly scene overall and it was that i was like wow yep june got her vengeance and the episode finally ends with june going back to her house in canada with nick and or not nick with luke and nicole it's i i really love how the the season and maybe even how the entire series really does this whenever june feels uplifted or whenever it's like a very positive moment they use the sunlight a lot it's something i've really really noticed and it's something i've really enjoyed because a lot of times people associate 
sunlight with happiness, or at least that's the way our bodies interpret it. I think it's vitamin D, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, so June is like walking through her house with the sun shining in the morning. It's a brand new day, kind of signifying her renewed start. She just goes upstairs. Her hands are full of blood. Her face is full of blood because obviously she just got done beating Fred Waterford to death. And she kind of just goes and talks to Nicole, just picks her up, gives her a little kiss, hugs her, rocks her a little bit. And then Nick comes in, finds her just a mess, and that's the end of the season. And wow, what a way to end the entire season. I will say, I, I just want to give my overall thoughts on this particular season in general, now that I've given you my thoughts on episode 10, which was the episode 10 was great. Um, the entire season for me, it really started off slow, and I was really worried that this was going to be my least favorite uh, season of The Handmaid's Tale. But I have to say, like, in the last half of the season, everything really picked up. Like, from episode 4, 5, and on, maybe. Maybe a little bit less of episode 4. But from 5 on, the season really does, didn't disappoint. Like, a lot of the gears really picked up. And we got a lot of payoff. We got a lot of situations progressing. We got a lot of character growth. We had a lot of things narratively happen. And it was really nice because it's like, you love to see as much payoff, especially if episodes and seasons tend to go by a little bit slower this season ended up turning out to be a lot more um cathartic a lot more emotionally gratifying overall as well and i thought it was a really great season uh, what i really liked about it too is the fact that elizabeth moss made her i didn't know this her directorial debut in this particular season by directing three episodes it's kind of funny now that i think about it because episode three i think she was her first, that was like her directorial debut was the third episode. I believe she directed episodes three, six, and nine, if I'm not mistaken. But see, episode three was her directorial debut, and it was probably my least favorite episode of the entire season. But six and nine were absolutely phenomenal. At least the other two ones that uh, she directed, I thought, were pretty great. So it was really cool to see Elizabeth Moss get to direct in this particular season. That's something I really greatly appreciated. Like I said, with the amount of great narrative things that happened in this season, it, it, it just it made it for a really great season, and I'm glad it turned out because I was really worried there for the first few episodes. Overall, since this is the end of Season 4, what are some things that I'm kind of looking forward to in Season 5? I'm really curious to see what Season 5 is going to go in because with the amount of things that still need some closure, I wouldn't be surprised if Season 6 was a possibility we'll have to see what they end up doing from a writing perspective we know that season five is happening for sure but like some questions still are lingering in the air for me personally like what's gonna happen with the whole situation between nick june and uh luke what's gonna happen with june's situation because it's like it's implied at the end of episode 10 that she's gonna go turn herself in i think for for doing what she did which is really interesting. I don't know if that'll actually happen or not. But then, what's going to happen with Hannah? Like, that's still another really big question mark. Like, will they end up getting Hannah back from Gilead ever? And I'm really curious to see what will happen in that regard. What's going to happen with Janine and Esther now that they're adjusting to being the two amigos together in Gilead? How are they going to navigate their situation? What that's all going to be like? And then lastly, for me on my list, what's going to happen with Commander Lawrence and Aunt Lydia? Are they going to change their ways are they going to reject the ideas of gilead for me it's less of a question mark for aunt lydia i think she's gung-ho for the ideals of gilead because she's been consistently like that throughout the entire series but for commander lawrence for fred he seems to be kind of teetering in between a little in the middle a little bit i i have a feeling he's going to reject the ideals of gilead and eventually help 
bring down Gilead. And that actually leads me to another point that I'm kind of thinking about is what's going to happen to Gilead in the grand scheme of the world overall? Will it be destroyed? Will it be overthrown by the end of the series? And I think to really get to that point, you need at least three more seasons to do that because that is a very large undertaking. And if they tried to do all, like answer all those questions in season five, I think it'd just be, it'd be too much. I don't think that one season could really handle all that. So I, my theory is that I think we're going to get two more seasons of The Handmaid's Tale, but I guess we'll have to stay tuned and sort of find out. So Ladies and gentlemen, I ask you now, with season four done and out of the way, what'd you think of the finale? What'd you think of the season overall? Feel free to jump down in the comments below and let me know whatever your thoughts are.